Welcome one and all to the American Towing and Recovery Institute podcast. This is your co-host, and this is a podcast, my name is DJ Harrington, by the way, but this is a podcast to promote safety, education, positivity, public relations, networking within the professional and business-minded Towing and Recovery Institute. I'm the co-host, DJ Harrington, better known as the Tow Doctor, and I am honored to have the other co-host of today's episode, a 30-year towing industry veteran, a friend, a founder of the American Towing and Recovery Institute, uh, has written over 100 articles in the towing magazine trade papers, and the one and only Wes Wilburn. Wes, how are you today, my friend? DJ, I'm doing doing well, doing well. Thank you for asking. Well, it uh, is it is a rainy day in Georgia, so uh, uh, raindrops keep falling on our head is being played on all the radio stations. <laughs> I bet it is. I hear you guys get some serious torrential downpour type rain down there. Tremendous. But it's good to hear your voice, and I'll let you kick it off, my friend. Well, thank you. First of all, I'd like to welcome all our, all of our listeners. We continue to grow each week, and we uh, don't probably spend as much time or effort advertising this as we should. Um, it's just word of mouth, and it keeps growing, so that tells us we're doing something right. We appreciate the positive feedback we get, although uh, we would appreciate more feedback, and we appreciate constructive criticism that we've gotten as well, and we appreciate that as well. So we want to thank all our listeners on all the different formats from around the world, mainly in the United States, but we do have listeners in 20 different countries, I think it was, the last time I looked. So we're humbled by that and thankful for all, all of our listeners. End of year episode, we're um, recording this thing just a day, two days before the end of the year. So, of course, you know, couple things come to mind. One of them, um, lost several great people this year, lost one just the other day. Uh, Jim Sorrente, Jim Buck Sorrente is what he went by out of Northern New Jersey. I believe it was TNET was involved with the uh, American Toman magazine in the American Toman shows as a writer and involved many levels of the shows. And uh, I interacted with Jim many times over the years, just a, just a great guy. And unfortunately, he passed, a, it appears, uh, maybe COVID-related from what I was indicated on social media. So um, we mourn the loss of, of Jim. You knew Jim, didn't you, DJ? Very much so. Uh, I remember all of his tattoos. I remember his <laughs> Harley <laughs> Davidson. He's a great guy. Uh, I tell you one thing. He's riding a Harley in heaven right now. He's a he was a wonderful human being, and always Wes. He was always so kind to the doctor. Always he was so very very kind. You know he was married to Denny for years and years, and they had yes. a, a son together. And yeah, and, and and Jim. That's what everybody called him, Jim Buck Sorrenti. Great guy. He'll be missed, my friend. He will be missed. Absolutely. Of course, this year we we lost Bob Craddock out of Kansas City. 
uh, towing operator that was working with us on the instructional side and um, taught a school with us in March and was gone shortly thereafter. Um, so uh, we want to remember him. We lost a lot of, a lot of people this year for many different reasons. So I guess it, for whatever reason, the end of the year, we tend to remember those different people we lost. Um, you know, Dwayne Chancy out of Augusta, Georgia, is another towing operator that was a first-class kind of guy. He oh. he passed way too young. Way too young. And Clay McDonald, we talked about him just a couple weeks ago right here, close to home in Fayetteville. So, and many, many more. Many, many more. Um, so, I did... I do also, at the end of the year, thinking back over the year, personally, I'd like to thank all those that have supported us, whether it's been in the last year or over the last several years. We certainly appreciate everybody, and uh, I want to make sure that I personally thank each and every one of you that supports us in the different ways, interact with us, et cetera. We definitely appreciate that. Um, large number of y'all interact with us from schools, it appears. Um, but other people interact with us different ways. We, we just want to be, let everybody know how thankful we are for that. It's something I'm thinking about as I'm taking my year, taking a moment to mentally digest my year, I guess, which a lot of us do. Uh, I guess that's what I've been doing the last couple of days is digesting what's happening and planning for the future. And as we plan for the future, we're excited. Training is looking really uh, good this year, DJ. We're going to be in, kicking off in Little Rock here in just about a month's time, January 21st for light duty, January 22nd, 23rd. This is Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'm sorry, the January 22nd, 23rd date is a heavy-duty towing and recovery class. And I'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, we'll also be... Charlotte, two-day light duty, March 4th and 5th. Washington, North Carolina, April 2nd and 3rd for heavy duty. Opelika, Alabama, March 25th for light duty, 26th, 27th for heavy duty. And, of course, back to Indianapolis, one-day light duty, June 16th, and then June 17th and 18th for a rotator class. So we're looking forward to all those dates as we look forward for the year. Uh, we also booked a couple private dates. So uh, if people are interested in that, they can call our office or contact us all the different ways. Of course, the main phone number to contact us directly is 910-747-9000. And then we have the podcast line. Uh, I keep forgetting to mention that as well. Well, how about I give the podcast number for you? All of you that are listening, and if you want to hear something special, just like Tech Talkers came back because of the hotline. The hotline number is 706-409-5603. 706-409-5603. Tell us your name. Tell us what you know towing company you're with. Tell us where you're listening to us on. And by all means... Any kind of suggestions or things you'd like to hear in 2022, we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead, Wes. Absolutely. 
Uh, also talking about looking forward for 2022, our National Tail Operator Certification Exam testing is going to be in full swing. We encourage you to uh, ch- check it out. If you're a manager or owner of a towing company, you should do it yourself. And I think you'll see that it might be something you, a testing system you want to employ be- as you hire new people, etc. cetera. Uh, certification testing bigger than the towing industry. It's out there for everything. As many of you know, I resisted doing anything like this, but I believe with the Zoom format one-on-one, we have a pretty fail-proof system to get a to deliver a fair test. We also have a very uh, modern test with fair questions covering all aspects of the towing and recovery industry and taking into account how diverse the towing and recovery industry is. So, we're excited about the program. For more information, go to our website, www.amtowri.com, which will be a, is a shortcut to our main website. So I think uh, we're gonna, we have tech talk we need to do, but before we get into that, we probably need to do a short commercial break, don't we? Yes, sir. Let's take a real fast break, and we'll be right back. And when we come back, we'll have tech talk Sponsored by Henry's. The American Towing and Recovery Institute is proud to announce they are the new owner of Towing Equipment Direct. This established towing equipment and supplies company is committed to help progressive towing companies stay ahead of the competition by providing the best quality of towing equipment and supplies. This online catalog with a full-service shopping cart is committed to providing the widest variety of affordable towing supplies and equipment made from the latest technology from the most respected brands in the industry. A popular item is the Peerless Galvanized Chain. This chain has been around for decades. We are the first to bring the superior performance chain to the towing industry. The Peerless Proprietary Shield TM process has a zinc mechanical deposit galvanizing coating. With 15,000 pounds working load limit, this Peerless Galvanized Chain is the choice for towers across the country. For this and many more popular items, go to our website at atri.com and click on the link towingequipmentdirect.com or just go directly to that site. We're working harder to make you smarter. You've been listening to American Towing and Recovery Podcast. This is DJ Harrington. Wes Wilburn is ready. And we are welcoming you back from our break. And the next segment you'll hear is Tech Talk, sponsored by Henry's. Go ahead, Wes Thanks, DJ. We want to thank Henry's Record Service uh, out of Northern Virginia. They have Maryland locations as well uh, for the sponsorship that's sponsoring this Tech Talk uh, sessions we're going to try to do every week as we go through on these podcasts. So the last two weeks we've done an episode about chain. Um, We've established many different things. If you, if you haven't listened, you ought to take a moment and go back and listen to them. Um, we talk about using chain and the testing that's done with it. All testing that's done with chain is done on a test bed, which is nothing more than a hydraulic machine that applies slow, steady pressure and has a computer hooked to it to notate it what poundage it took for rigging products to fail. And this machine that they were 
talking about is mounted to the floor in factory type setting. When they test chain to give you working load limit of a chain, they use it perfectly straight. They don't give you a rating for it with bends and curves in it. So after a very bad accident that happened in the towing industry about 15 years ago now, we as an organization decided to do some testing and look at using chain in different configurations, how they're really used in the real world. In other words, we put hooks on the chain, we bent uh, the chain around hooks, pulled with hooks, like you do in the real world. Now, I'm going to talk about these chain tests that we did years ago. And, of course, some of this is a visual. So there's an article that I wrote that uh, covers this with pictures, et cetera, and it is available on our website um, as a download. It's a P PDF article. It's a good article to use as a safety meeting to talk about things, chain usage, et cetera. Um, again, it's a download. There's a section on our website that has uh, talks about the podcast and has visuals for the podcast, I believe is what it's called. Um, website, www.amtowri.com. All right, so we did a series of chain tests where we took quarter-inch chain, also referred to as 932nd, uh, grade 100 chain, which has a working load of 4,300 pounds. We put two grab hooks on each end of the chain, and we made a loop on one end around the test bed of the machine, and on the other end, we made a, a loop of the chain and pulled on, with a, pulled on it with a sling hook, a hook that's like would be found at the end of your cable or on a snatch block. The layup I'm trying to describe to you is commonly referred to as a figure eight. In other words, there's a little loop on one end, a little loop on the other end, and a straight piece of chain in the middle. Keep in mind, this is brand new chain. It has a four to one working load or design factor. So with its 4,300 pound working load limit, it has a braking strength of 17,200 pounds. Uh, that's a theoretical braking strength. So we rigged the, ma the machine up, one loop around the steel pin, the three-inch steel pin on one end, about three foot of exposed op open single-leg chain around a hook on the other end uh, with a short loop about a foot, a foot and a half of chain. We so the machine slowly applies pressure. There's no shock load. And it took 16,140 pounds of force to make the chain fail. Did not quite get to its four-to-one design factor. So that was the result of test number one. Now, what we did was we went to uh, the, uh, the same barrel, got the same... Size, same grade, same manufacturer on, but a brand new piece of quarter inch grade 100 chain. This time I only put one grab hook on it. I made a large loop, in other words, with only one grab hook, there's only one thing you can do with the chain is make one large loop. 
We hooked it to the same pin on the one end. We pulled with the same hook on the other end. We had applied force with the machine. This time it took 25,360 pounds for the chain to fail. That's a significant difference, isn't it, my friends? Um, we've always talked about the more you bend chain, the weaker it gets, the less you bend it, the stronger it gets. Well, they couldn't have asked for a clearer example on this deck. Now, first of all, because we rigged the chain this way, it exceeded its four-to-one design factor. But by no means am I suggesting for anyone to go past working load limit. Working load limit is still working load limit. What I am suggesting to you is if you have something, a uh, large pull to put on something, like when something's stuck in the mud, let's say, when you rig the chain like this, you're increasing your safety factor. That's always a good thing. Chain's also going to last longer rigged in, in this method. So we've always talked about the importance of angles with chains, but this these two tests illustrate, and again, this was all brand new chain, same manufacturer on two different pieces of brand new chain, uh, but same manufacturer on same books, same everything, and we got a significant strength difference. And again, I'm talking not talking about going past working load. I'm talking about increasing safety factors. Anytime you're dealing with rigging and you can increase your safety factors, you're you're in good, better shape. You know, most of these recovery jobs, light duty or heavy duty, are done by the one operator alone. During that process of that recovery job, the rigging process in particular, it's true that the operator either creates himself a safe working environment or creates himself an unsafe working environment based on the choices they make. The information we're sharing here is just trying to help operators make better choices. You got any questions, DJ, before we move on to the next test? No. I, I, our listeners really enjoy Tech Talk. You're doing a great job. Thanks, DJ. So the third test, I, we got away from the grab hooks, and we utilized a ring... And, a hook, and on this test, we used a hook, um, sling hook, and we brought it back into the ring. And this was the beginning of my theories of using rings more and not using grab hooks as much. The article that you'll read kind of focuses on maybe we shouldn't be using grab hooks uh, as much. So we pulled with the ring. We brought the chain down around the three-inch pin on the on the testing bed, back up to itself by attaching the sling hook to the ring. We have a slightly different winching chain nowadays, and I'll, I'll put a picture of it in the uh, article or in the visual with this podcast information on our website to show you the variation we're using nowadays. But for the purpose of these tests, I, I want to continue on and, and share this information with you. When I use a ring and I use two legs coming off that ring, ring to go around the load, and of course I have my diameter diameter ratio down at the load to pay attention to, and we talked about that in one of the previous episodes. That information is up on the website as well. But it, back to the two-legged bridle, when I 
hook that brings two legs of chain off a ring. That is a, considered a two-legged bridle. Instead of having a 4,300-pound working load limit, you have a 7,400-pound working load limit. Now, some people will say, well, if you have two, two legs of chain, each leg is rated at 4,300 pounds, why isn't the working load limit 8,600 pounds, the 4,300 times two? The reason that's not the case is these swings are rated with the legs at 60 degrees. It's a common angle used when picking up loads to not put too much compression force on the load. That 60 degrees of angle uh, on your swing keeps the uh, compression crushing forces to a, to a minimum. When the legs of a chain swing or it could be a chain bridle sling, it could be a, a, non, a polyester web sling, any kind of sling where legs are at angle to the load, in this case 60 degrees, there's what's called angular stress. And they calculated that angular stress and at 60 degrees, the sling should only be picking up 7,400 instead of 86. But with all that being said, we're still creating a, a much stronger system using the same size chain, just using some different hooks that are, are a little bit different to us in the towing industry. Um, but we talk about that four-to-one design factor. So if you, took, if you take and look at what the minimum ultimate load should be with that four-to-one on that 7,400 pounds, Four times seven be twenty-eight thousand twenty-nine six hundred. I believe is what it is. If you look at the amount of force it took to break the chain when it was rigged like this, and again, this is the third piece. It's a brand new piece of chain, but same size, same grade, same manufacturing run as the first two. It took thirty-seven thousand far, far exceeded its four-to-one design factor. And again, I'm not telling anybody to go past working load limit. I'm suggesting if you rig your chain, reducing your angles where you can, ultimately make the same size and uh, diameter grade chain stronger, depending on how it's rigged. The fourth test, we choked the chain around the pin. I actually thought it would be the weakest of the... Uh, the different test, but it was slightly stronger than the first. And I believe that was because we had a three inch pin, that quarter inch chain. Pretty, that's a pretty good diameter to diameter ratio. Um, we don't recommend choking a chain with a sling hook like that unless you're picking up pipe or picking up, uh, bogs in the middle of the road from a truck accident. We just don't recommend that. It's not good for the chain. You know, another thing, i just make a quick point here. If I can, I think I'm running a little bit late, so I apologize, but I do want to make another good point. When you take, when you're using that oblong ring on the end of your chain and applying forces to your chain, you're not bending it at all right there. Also, when you connect that chain to that hook on the end of your cable, the, the hook on your snatch block, many times when you pull really hard, it leaves a little mark there, a little neck. Now, the 
if it's a gouge or something to that effect, you may have to look at taking out a service, but that is my point of bringing it up. A little tiny nick that's not as big enough to take it out of service. What that nick does is if you're one of those people that doesn't like to use shackles when you connect to your round swings, with that nick in that your hook on the end of your cable, that nick in the hook on your snatch block, you you put a little bite in that round swing, you put a little cut in it, that's going to be the beginning of the end of it one day. So that's another reason... Not only are you going to get more strength out of your chains, but that's another reason to use oblong rings on your chains when you're applying force on them, especially in the heavy-duty side of things. Well, I, I hope without the visual listening to the podcast, this makes some sense to you. I do encourage you to go to our website, see the article that I wrote that I just basically tried to talk to you about. Also see the picture of... Um, a winching chain that we're making it nowadays without that big hook on the end of it to get this kind of extra strength out of it, but be very workable. Big hook you'll see in the third set of tests make the chain not super practical. Well, that was some bad grammar there, wasn't it, DJ? (laughs) Yeah, but our listeners understand it. I hope so. Well, I think that's Includes tech talk. Oh, I do want to just real quick talk about inspecting your chain and whatnot. Looking for crush lengths, stretch lengths, lengths uh, bending inwards, collapsing in, inwards. Take them out of service if there's a question. Don't trust your life to rigging that has any question marks next to it. So I want to thank Henry for sponsoring tech talk. Wes, that was a great tech talk. Let's do a real fast, quick break for Henry's and we'll be right back. With over 40 years of experience in the towing business, Henry's Wrecker Service professionally handles accidents, recovery, roadside assistance, parking management, relocating, and more for every type of vehicle. Their experience includes handling from automobiles to big rig trucks, even bicycles, mopeds, motorcycles, and boats. No job is too small for Henry's. Trusted by transit authorities and law enforcement authorities, Henry's has earned the trust of the Northeast. What can they do to serve you? Visit henrysrecker.com. Stay safe. Remember, slow down, move over. Let's get everyone home safe. That's henrysrecker.com. Welcome back, guys. And, and I, just like Wes, want to tell all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening to us in 2021. And thank you for telling your friends about it because we have definitely grown. This thing here, I want to remind everyone what you have been listening to American Towing and Recovery Institute podcast. And Wes and I are so appreciative. Every week, we're bringing you the best that we have in these episodes. And by please listen, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to like, review, share everywhere. And I'm going to do the goals for the year 2022 and then when I'm done I'm just going to say Wes how is it my part of this one and then we're going to come to a close it's called goal setting for actions to take for 2022 well here we are again (laughs) out with the old and in with the new 
I guess. I knew it was coming. But so many things happened in 2021 that made me think planning for 2022 would be my biggest challenge yet. Listening to the news these days, you'll hear about the doom and gloom everywhere. COVID still seems to raise its negative head and variants are still in play. Many employees are losing their jobs for lack of proper protocol set by the government or employers while others are using this as an opportunity to branch out and become business owners. That's not all. Let me tell you the rest. Everyone is experiencing higher prices on just about everything from staples to Christmas wish lists to others that loot and burn as if it was their job. While pushing the grocery cart down the pet aisle yesterday at a Kroger here in Atlanta, I noticed shelves were almost bare while the postage sign read, limited to please. And then later I noticed that my favorite salad at a national chicken place down the street from Kroger had raised their price. They're really forcing us to change our plans. I never thought in a million years that I'd be seeing things change so quickly. Unfortunately, it has. And if you're anything like me, you're, you're going through the same thing I'm talking about. However, decide what you need to accomplish in 2022. It should be your immediate goal today. So set your mind in the right direction. Now, I'm going to give you some tips. When you think better, you'll plan better. I said it before. Successful people plan. Find your pad of paper and a pen like I do at my age. Let's get started now. By now, successful people have probably already decided what their goals are for 2022. They plan early and maneuver or change their goals when appropriate. You might think you don't have time to plan because you kind of know what you want to do. That's not really a plan. Maybe things kept you from working on a goal for New Year's. I get it. But it's never too late to start planning, especially when what you're planning to do doesn't seem to be working. Now, I'm going to say problems or negative people within your business can distract you. I understand. But don't let that sidetrack you or stop you from planning or completing your business or personal goals. Maybe you wanted to add a new product or a technique to your business. Put a pencil to it first. On your yellow pad of paper, make two columns, and I'll show you how to do it. It's You put, on the, put a piece of line down the middle of the pad, pros and cons on each side. List all the benefits on the, the do's and the don't side. And in those separate columns, if financing what you want to accomplish in the New Year's is a problem, see what creative ways you can use to secure financing. Um, I, I, I know where you're coming from, so that works very well for me now. That's my personality. A word of warning, though. Don't let your plan decide to implement be in control of your time. 
Are you in control of your plan? After you decide what your goal is for 2022, divide it up into smaller parts. Adding a completed completion date, you know, this is the time I'm going to complete this, to each of your things you want to accomplish is an important part of planning. Sometimes a plan needs to be tweaked a little bit to make it work. So don't overwhelm yourself in planning your goals for this year. Making a goal that is too large to complete in 2022 might need to be planned in stages and completed over maybe 12 to 18 months or more. It's your goal, so plan accordingly. Okay, back to dividing up the goals into smaller pieces. Now, this only takes a minute. Smaller goals are easier to achieve each day, week, or month instead of trying to accomplish it quickly. Excessive stress can make you sick, so don't do it. And kill any desire to accomplish or complete your goals. Suppose for a moment that you were planning a trip from the east to the west coast by car. Most certainly the trip couldn't be completed in one day, so you would divide up your trip by pre-planning your stops and certain cities across the country without pushing yourself every day. So, let's do this. Look at your 2022 goals as your trip to success. Plan your actions and goals as it is a trip across country. If you're implementing a new technique, get started by planning to meet with someone who's offering it. It doesn't start that way, but it it could be. Now, this doesn't, you know, I only got a couple more tips now, so don't get distracted here. The road to success, you'll, you're not going to accomplish what you wanted just by the end of the year. So make up a mind what you want to do and then break it up. I have two buddies of mine, uh, and I want to give you some tips. My friend Les Brown, a renowned speaker and author, said it best. Your goals are the roadmaps to guide you and show you what is possible for your life. And... My dear friend Tony Robbins says, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Wonderful advice. So make 2022 come to life by setting your goals and mapping your map to success. Well, DJ, that's uh, some gives our listeners something great to think about and some uh, good, good thoughts. I can't thank you enough for bringing those thoughts to everybody, including myself. Just want to thank you and Chuck and everybody that helps and my team here, uh, April, Kim, Wesley, Marina, everybody that helps make it happen on this end. Uh, I can't thank everybody enough, of course, the, the customers of the American Tone Recovery Institute, the class attendees, the people that buy product from us to keep us going all throughout the year. Just want to thank everybody. No, 2021's been a rocky ride, and uh, of course, 2020 wasn't a picnic either, but 2022's got to get better for all of us. Let's all keep the faith, and thank y'all for listening. God bless you. I hope everybody has a great year. 